The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation. This is the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. 56 freaking points. A 56-point beating. Boy, we're going to talk about that and some more stuff here on this show. Yes, show 397. All right, it's one of those shows again. I got to do it. I can't hold it back. That's right. Turn the computer down. Turn down the sound. Put the kitties to bed. Listen in your car. Whatever you got to do because Raider Greg is freaking going off on this show. I ain't kidding. All right, on this show, we will have... The post game for the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't wait for that one. The Three Stooges. <laughs> Mo, Larry, and Curly all up in the house. That's right. Mo being Mark Davis with that bowl haircut. <laughs> the Three Stooges running the Raiders. We have definitely got to get into that because... It's a circus, a zoo, it's a comedy of buffoonery going on in here. We will speak a little to the Charger game. I don't know why, but we're going to speak a little to it. We're going to see uh, see what this team can do. Perhaps save face, I don't know. We'll hit on that as well. The bone line is very special. This will be an edition of a session with the doctor. That would be me. Yes, we need a Raider Nation therapy session because all of us have had just about enough of this bad shit. <laughs> that should wrap up the show. And, well, let's just enjoy, shall we? Well, on a side note, Darren McFadden wants to come back to the Oakland Raiders expressed interest on returning to the silver and black that have paid him for an almost 50% showing. The injury-prone back has no lack of effort. I am sure I've seen him work. He's a very hard worker, but he's just a fragile player. I mean, some of his stats are, you know, I'll tell you, man, he is the worst running back when it comes to first contact. He does not go any further. He drops like a rock. Those are the things, some of the things are, are in his, not in his favor as a featured running back. I like the guy. He's a nice guy, but it just ain't happening. I don't think we could keep him. I don't think we should keep him. That roster spot should be reserved for a guy trying to make this team uh, and the effort it would take and hopefully a good draft pick. Who knows? But Darren McFadden, I think we've seen the last of him. Somebody else is going to give him a shot. Don't worry, I just don't think he's going to come back to bite us wherever he goes. I don't see it. He's injured too much. It might happen for a game or two, but that's about it. Good luck. Good freaking bye, DMC. You were supposed to be that guy, and six seasons later, you never came close. Getting paid for playing for six seasons and plays for three? No, I don't think so. 
Let's just do this. The post game for the Kansas City Chiefs massacre. Kickoff from Janikowski to Demps. Demps slowed down at the 20. Now Demps finding a lane. Quinton Demps out across midfield, and Kansas City has been outstanding on special teams this season. Demps gives the Chiefs. Excellent field position to open up on a 51-yard return. Yeah, really a poor kickoff by Janikowski. It bounces to Dempsey, does a nice job of the short hop, and then follows his blocking. Breaks a tackle there, but this is really an example of a team that in the Raiders, at this point of the season, vulnerable on special teams, just as the Redskins were last week against the Chiefs. Alex Smith. Smith, dump off to Charles. Getting to the outside, Jamal Charles down the sideline. Nobody's going to catch him. Charles goes all the way. Touchdown, 49 yards. What a way to open up for KC. Yeah, just a simple screen pass to Jamal Charles looking to pick up a couple of yards, but this is Jamal Charles. His fourth touchdown reception of the year to go along with his 10 rushing touchdowns. Out in front, he gets a fine block by Rodney Hudson, the center. Does he stay in bounds? Apparently so. The official's right on the spot there, and Charles goes in untouched. 56 to 31. 56 points. A record against the Oakland Raiders in the history of the franchise. A record. Running back. <laughs> Touchdowns a record. Right there, too. Thank you very much. The lows, they continue to roll through Oakland at home, man. This is a game at home, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. I just cannot freaking understand why the strong point of our team, the defense early on, when Tarver and Allen were getting all the praise, all the accolades, have faded to a distant last in all categories during this game. We watched the film of last week's game. Um, disheartening, or what did you see when you watched that last week? Two major things to correct. The obvious one that's all over the news right now is our screens. Okay, we were in different calls on all of them. You know, and we have three guys there with one blocker to make the first play, and that's got to be made. And the guys know that. Those have all been corrected. We've been emphasizing it. We were emphasizing it last week. The guy's a good player. So you got to make sure you keep him in the cage and execute on those. We, uh, and then the red zone. You, very rarely are you going to win a game if you turn the ball over seven times as a team. But we need to hold them to field goals. And that's what, so that's, those are the two major points of emphasis. Now, we've played well in those areas. We've played well on screens this year, too. And... The players know, you know, we know what we got to get corrected, and we know how to execute it in those in all situations. So what's happening? Um, the, the three screens. Are you like, oh no, not again? What's going through your mind? Do you see those plays that go the distance? What's going through my mind is, you know, get the guy on the ground, 
It's very simple. We've got to tackle the guy with the ball. We've got to do a better job of tackling in space. Now, that's a couple things. That's how the defense works together, which we've done very well this year at times, and very well. And want to goes together. We've got to swarm. We've got to hit them. We've got to do what we've got to do. Now, a lot's been made of the defense being worn down. Well, you can be worn down, but when that bell rings, let's go. You know, let, get your mind right know where you're supposed to fit, and go get the guy on the ground. Scratch, claw, pull, whatever you got to do. In our process here, we're seeing our players, and as our players go through that, we want to see who gets them down, who can scratch and claw and do that. And we need to make, keep going on that emphasis. You know, let's see which ones of these guys, as we, build our, as we go through our process here of changing the culture, are going to do that. And, and who wants to send a message that I want to be at the Raiders. I want to be at the Raiders. I want to change this. That's what I want to see him do. So through my mind, I'm trying to find the best call to put him in position to be successful. Like I tell you guys a lot, that's the coach's job. Through their minds, get that sucker on the ground, whoever it is. You talk about how you were able to, earlier in the year, you were able to do these things. How disappointed is the coach, instead of seeing the team build on that, that you've sort of regressed? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say regress. This is what happens. As you're building, as you're building a process, and as you're building, trying to lay a foundation with 10 new starters and where we are, you're going to have ups and downs. Now, like I said, the, the explosive plays the last two weeks, that's what we have to have fixed. For the rest of the year, there was very few explosive plays against this defense. We still have very few run plays let out. and. We need to get these guys on the ground better. We got to tackle better in space. That's the biggest thing. It's these happen when you're building things. These happen. You, you, you like I said, the biggest ones are the explosive plays. You want it. It doesn't always go like this. There's bumps. That's what happens. But now, how are you going to respond to that bump? We got to respond for two weeks against two really good quarterbacks and really good offenses. And yeah, we're somewhat of our work's cut out for us, but. But that's why you play the games. Were the calls right then, Jason, on those three screens? The the first play of the game, we're in a match zone defense, and and yeah, we got to be. Able to, I mean, that's a that's a play where they may get a few yards, but we got three guys there with one blocker. We got to make that play. The the third and long, we have a pressure, but the pressure set so that if the back goes out one way, we got him, and if he goes the other way, we got him, and we just didn't do it right. That's very few times this year. We just didn't do it right. And then the third one is a vision defense where we got to show up. Where our three players that can be in that area got to show up quicker. That's it. If they get four or five yards, that's okay. It's these ones where they get in space before anybody shows up. So any call can work on it. A screen's like a run. A screen play is a run play. So on a run play, you have somebody who's the fourth player. He sets the edge. Okay, which we've done pretty good the four times we've seen that back, for example, and some others in this league. We've got to set the edge. So when the force player on a screen doesn't set the edge, then it can create space. So that's what it is. You get screens are like runs that happen down the field. You've got to make sure that that guy sets the edge, the next guy in sets it right down the middle, and then everybody else runs and hits. And we got to get better at running and hitting. There was things that went on inside. I mean, everybody's making the, the big deal of who was outside, but the guys inside got to run and hit too. It's team defense. <coughs> so when they're thrown on the ground, that's not good either. 
So keep your feet, stay off the ground, and go make plays. Some of that is athletic ability. Some of that is desire, like I said. And that's what we've been practicing, is setting the edge and getting out of the stack to go make a play. So uh, how much of the, the, your problems tackling in space and things like this are a result of guys, of several guys, especially in the front seven, having career highs and snap counts with two games to go? I mean, do you see any correlation there between guys who were tackling well in space and are now not? Is it fatigue? Well, I think this. This is a great opportunity for our players. Like you said, almost every player on our defense has set a career high in snaps or starts. And what's great for them is they were brought in to this to see if they could do it. And, and the facts are a lot of them are on one-year contracts. That's not my area, but that's, that's the facts. So what we want to see is, is who can push through this. You know, the Oakland Raiders want to see who can push through this and make plays at the snap counts. So that's the challenge to them. Is it a factor of it? Yeah, it may be. But who's going to push through? Because that's how you earn the, the contract that they want, and that's how we find out who's going to fit in the future. Because we're right on our process. We want to see which, which guys are going to push through. Who's going to finish this thing? Who's going to finish it the right way? What stayed... What stabilizes periods of, of shaky defense? I mean, like the, um, when the Philadelphia game went bad, you could never pull out of it, and then at least that day. And you did better for a while, and then now I'd say the last, what, second half of the Dallas game, and the last, so it's 10 quarters now that have been kind of shaky. How do you stabilize that? Do you look for a, a player to do it? Do you just have to make one play and get things rolling? What changes it? Well, first is, like I said a little bit earlier, is pressing. What happens is everybody presses. If we have to do something in this room and it's not going that good, you'll see everybody's personality come out, how well you're pressing to make that play because you want to make the play. But you've got to make the plays that come to you. If you're our, you would be our right defensive corner. You can only affect. You can't be the corner? Come on. All right. Our, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what position do you want to play? <laughs> okay, so you can only make what comes in your area, to make my analogy clear. Right? But you can only make what comes in your area. You cannot make that play over there, and if you take the wrong angle to that play over there on Jamal Charles, he's going to put his foot in the ground and cut back across your face, and, you, and we're all, all ten guys can't help you. That's what happens. So how do you pop out of it? Doing your job, making sure you focus in on doing your job, over communicate to each other meaning if there's something going on hey we're in a box guys look out remember here's what happens out of this boom and then play and then trust yourself and it's easier said than done yeah. plays made early in games have helped us this year right we made after the Philly game we made some plays in the next couple games early we took the ball away those are good plays and but you, you, can't, you can't get down on yourself if it doesn't happen early. You just got to keep pulling at the ball, pulling at the ball, pulling at the ball, pulling at the ball. One of the things we do pretty good is we pull at the ball. Second guy, you know, we got a lot of forced fumbles. I don't know how many it is, but it's a lot this year. A lot more than years past here. It's one of the emphasis that's come true. Taking a lot of balls away off a defense and special teams. So that's how you pull yourself out. Do your job, not somebody else's. After the game, Nick said that playing defense was kind of hard. Charles Woodson said it's an easy thing to play defense. Mm -hmm. Where's the truth in that? Nick said, Nick wrote. Nick wrote said that it was hard to play defense. Well, the truth is, I like being a defensive coach, and here's why. 
they got the ball. They got the play call. And we got to use our rules, figure it out when they can do whatever they want. So the truth is both. And that's the greatest challenge of being on defense is you got to use your rules to conquer what they're doing, both mentally and physically. So that challenge is, is a great challenge. That's the challenge you want as a professional. At any level of coaching, that's the challenge you want. So it's, it's, it is both. It's hard. And when you put your eyes in the right spot and you take the correct angles, there can be times where it's really easy. There's harder downs, there's easier downs. But you got to be willing to accept both and conquer both. Thanks, seven turnovers, really seven. I mean, the fumble by the quarterback, McGloin, my groin started to hurt after I saw that. Interceptions and insane. You know, he, he throws a great pass and even gets it in good places, but then he throws. This game, he just threw too many interceptions, period. I mean, whatever. I don't even want to get into the prior McGloin bullshit because it really is. People, we're talking about two sub-quarterbacks. Next year, we're going to bring in two more. We're going to have to have four to compete for this job. Who wants it? And, yes, the best man win. But that's on another note. This game, oh, gosh, it was painful. The Raider Nation subject to it at home, a shameful display of athleticism. There was laughing on the field. There was laughing on our side, on, on our sideline. You know, I can't stand that. That pisses me off more than anything else, man. If you're not pissed off after that football game, or even Derna, you should be at least somber. What are you joking about? What, are you going to go out and party? I mean, you're looking at a bunch of fans that are paying their ass off to watch you play, man. So the Chiefs rolled our ass, and it was embarrassing. And to see their fans over there, you know, very much like the Eagles game. I mean, very reminiscent to the Eagles game because it looked like they played the same freaking game. Out of the backfield, here comes the running back. LaShawn McCoy tore us to death in that game. And so did <laughs> Jamal Charles in this game. Come on, man. Come on, man. Where is our defense? We're not that banged up. Don't give me the injury excuse. Come on, Allen. Hey, listen, we've got NFL football players on our roster, and we expect them to go out and play like NFL players. This was a horrible game. I mean, it was horrible to watch. Nothing left but seagulls in the end, and, you know, a lot of, you know, very upset, pissed off, dejected Raider fans leaving the parking lot. Let me just say this. The tailgate was off the chain. Uh, Raider Mike and friends, Juan the Bandito, was up in the house. We had a really good time, uh, as always. And that's not the point. The Raider Nation is awesome. This team better play worthy of such such fans. I'll tell you right now, because right now, they ain't playing for crap. And I don't give a crap what the coach says about how hard they're working. Somebody is fucking things up, and they got to find out why, and they got to find out soon. 
And that is all I have to say about that. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. So let's take a brief look at the Three Stooges. <laughs> all have had two years to fix this mess that was the Oakland Raiders. Let's see, Mo would be yes. You guessed it, Mark Davis with that classic haircut. Now listen, Grapehead, I'll explain it so even you can understand it. Larry, well, who do you think Larry would be? Larry is our coach, Coach Allen. Say, I beg your pardon, do you have any idea what we're doing? Now that you mention it, no. And Curly is, yes, the infamous general manager. <laughs> oh, right, guys. Reggie, Mackenzie, yes, the Three Stooges are up in the house. Hey, I don't know anything about this game. It's easy. When the pitcher pitches... This is football, chump. All you gotta do when a man gets the ball is tackle him. Get it? The man with the ball. Bring him down. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Yeah, you know the Three Stooges? Woo, 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 woo. Yes, all those great skits. Well, that's what it seems like in Oakland. For Mark Davis' statement that he stands behind the system and standing behind the, the system that they laid in place and the plan that they have, he's standing behind it. He surely is. And Reggie is not to be heard from because I'm telling you, he does not want to be in front of a microphone, at least now. And Coach Allen, well, gosh, he looks like his eyes are going to blow out of his skull. He looks like he's very stressed, very stressed to me. If you look at pictures of his earlier press conferences and then you look at the last two, it's a big difference, man. The guy hasn't slept for a few days, I'm sure, because they're calling for his ass here in Oakland. Let's just take a quick look here. Mark Davis, we'll start there with Mo. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Mo had one interview for the general manager position, a team run by Al Davis for 50 seasons, and he interviews one general manager. Now, a lot of accolades go to this guy. Uh, let me just say this. I'm sure there were other general managers that were experienced in the entire process of the general manager realm. Reggie McKenzie was not a general manager. 17 years with the Packers. But Ron Wolf ran that show. Different creature. Different guy. And don't even tell me they're the same. That's bullshit. Long story short, Reggie McKenzie is not the talent guy. He's He was part of the, the organization. He did pretty good on free agency. But drafting, he sucks ass. And here's the deal. Mark Davis fucked up by not interviewing more than one guy for general manager and getting a spectrum of what could be happening and what the possibilities were. So here we are. We're stuck now. We got Reggie McKenzie, who did cut a lot of people, cut a lot of money, did a lot of good things that way, set us up for success this year. However, first pick in the draft that we had with him, Tony Bergstrom, where is he? What's going on with this guy? Is he playing? <laughs> Followed the next year by DJ Hayden. What a pick. A guy who had his chest cracked months before and now is ready to go out there and get beat to death 
by everybody in football. <laughs> I mean, really. I just don't understand the rest of his draft pick. Menelik Watson is a big mystery. There's a lot of mysteries to his draft, and I think C.O. Moore is probably his best pick by throwing the dart and hitting the board. I don't know about his great eye for talent, but I'll tell you this. If the draft is where we're supposed to get the majority of our talent, we are in fucking trouble, people. We're in big trouble because Reggie McKenzie has shown no ability, none, to pick winners. You don't pick G.J. Hayden when you need an impact player to start playing right now because our team needs it because we don't have the depth at any position. You don't pick a guy that's had his, I mean, great storyline. We don't have time for that. We don't have the talent for that. And we certainly don't have, you know, the money to spend on that when it hasn't turned out. So that's a big problem for me, for Reggie McKenzie. The other thing about McKenzie before I move on to the next stooge would be that he signed off on Coach Allen, the guy he hired, his man. He signed off on his coaching staff the first year like, okay, we're moving on with Greg Knapp and a couple other buffoons, special teams coach included, line coach included. And the very next year, fired them all for ineptness. But they sh- he should have known. Well, shit, he's been in the NFL 17 seasons. So you don't know that Greg Knapp's a loser? In every place I've been in with the zone run scheme, we've had a runner have their career best season. Warwick Dunn, uh, Justin Forsett up in Seattle, Justin Vargas here in, in 2007, and then most recently undrafted kid, Arian Foster, led the NFL in Russian. I'm a big believer in his zone scheme, and we got the players that will execute it well. Did you just spend that entire season with those guys wasting time with the men that are on that team right now? The young players that are trying to develop and make some for themselves, you screwed them out of an entire year because you didn't look and say, no, Greg Knapp is not the guy. Let's go look for somebody else. I don't understand. Every other coach in the league brings a, a, brings a staff, brings a proven staff because he wants to make sure that his job is secure. Evidently, they told Allen, hey, man, don't worry about that year because we're just going to all write it off. Mark Davis, me and you, we're going to just let it go. The reconstruction, deconstruction bullshit from Mo. <laughs> Let's move on. Dennis Allen. I don't try to get too high or too low after a win or a loss. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. That was one of 16 games. We got 15 more of them. But at the end of the day, we got to do a better job of being more consistent. Bad choice of coaches again, brother. Bad choice. If you want to make anything happen in the NFL, you need support, and I mean not stockings, brother. You need some people there that know what the fuck they're doing that could put these guys in the right place to play, and then also you need to have, if you're going to say you're a defensive coach, well, man, you better have that defense just blowing people up. I mean, you better have those guys fly into the ball like they were at the beginning of the year, they're not flying to anything but the the uh, restaurant after the game. You know, I'm telling you right now, the effort on the team is sorely mistaken for effort. They might be working hard, like you say. You don't want to lose the locker room. I probably think that's probably might be a little bit of what's going on here. But if that's the case, man, <laughs> good luck. If you lost the locker room, good luck. 
I don't see these guys flying around trying to make tackles. I see guys missing left and right, half-ass attempts, and I don't see them in a position to be successful. And that that lays on you, Coach Allen. Uh, you're on the hot seat. I mean, I don't know. I honestly think they should give you one more season with the staff you have. Don't change anybody. Rashad Jennings joining us here on 95.7 of the game. And, Rashad, we realize that owners own, coaches coach, and players play, and you got plenty on your plate to worry about aside from what's being bandied about in the media. But there is a lot of talk about Coach Allen and what could happen if the team doesn't play well. I'm wondering, from your standpoint, how important you think it is uh, for continuity to bring this same coaching staff back next season? That's huge. You know, that's huge. We, we, we talk about that quite often. And – you know, it, it it can get hard when you're always trying to change systems. You know, when you bring in a team and, and, and they're developing, you see growth. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that we've done well that's going to get overshadowed because of the things that we haven't done well. You know, we've been growing as a team, a unit. You know, and, and I'm excited to be on this team. We can see where it's going. We see where it's headed. So to, to be able to not blow up, an entire um, program is going to be huge. And, you know, like like you said, in the owner's own, coaches, coach, players play. Um, and whatever position we're led in is how we're going to perform. But, uh, you know, I, I love our coaches. I love our staff. Um, I love where we're going. And I, I see where we came from. So it's, it's, it's definitely we 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 got to continue to raise the standard here. You've played, obviously, for a, a lot of different coaches. you played a lot of football. Can I ask, what are some things that you appreciate about Coach Allen and the, and the staff, some things that you see as strengths that maybe uh, most of us as fans aren't even privy to when we're just watching the games on Sunday? Yeah, it's a, a consistency. You know, as a player, yeah, you appreciate a coach who's consistent. You, you appreciate a coach who's going to be uh, real with you. Uh, you appreciate a coach that knows how to motivate you. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, really what's frustrated, you know, sometimes coaches, obviously the something has to fall on somebody. You know, the fault has to fall on somebody. And quite often in this, in this profession, it falls on, you know, the, the quarterbacks, it falls on the coaches, it falls on, the, but it's a lot, it's 11 players on the field. And coach can make a great call and we don't execute, you know, it's, who, who, who at the end of the day is it going to fall on? And so, you know, for the players, you know, that's the kind of guy we want to continue to fight for, to keep his work, to keep his stay. That's what we're going to continue to do. And so as far as a coach, he just brings that consistency. Um, you know what you're going to get. He's a hard nose. He wants to have a physical football team. He wants to have a gridiron football team. And he wants to, uh, you know, he's teaching us how to start to win in those closer games. Well, Rashad, aren't you finally really just now over the last few weeks as a running back getting a glimpse of what your offensive line could look like if it was all together for a while? Yeah, I mean, we've we we, we we've been battling with injuries um, from the beginning. Um, and we've uh, this whole year we've had the next man up kind of mentality across the board as we, you know, in every position uh, on the team, we've had to deal with injuries. But this offensive line is, is, is good. In this offensive line, uh, we're understanding the scheme, and you know, like I said, once you get consistency in any system, um, you're no longer just worried about okay, 
my job, what I have to do on a particular play. You know, you start to grow into it, and you can start to see, you know, okay, now, you know, I can I can bounce back and help another teammate here, or you know, I'm starting to read the coverage now to make this call a little bit quicker. I we starting to grow as a team, and then that's what helps us stay on the football field. You know, move move the ball down the field, score points, get field goals, put our defense in a good position with a good punt when um, we have consistency in any type of offense. So, but our offensive line is excellent. Two games to go, obviously both divisional games. How critical is it to not only win these games, but to play well, not only for the coaching staff, but for the continuity heading into next year? It's for so many reasons important. One, like I said, it's, it's a privilege to play this game. You know, it's our job. It's something we love. It's nobody's, this isn't mandatory. Um, so you don't ever kid yourself to think that we're never going out there and giving 100% all four quarters, regardless of the scoreboard. We're, you know, we're looking at the, at the clock. As long as the clock is ticking, we're going to play situational football. Um, but for the growth of this team and to have a great taste in our mouth going into the offseason, um, these last two games are huge and critical. Uh, one, because they're the next two games. And, and two, they're the last two games. Um, and that's what we have to, keep, like I said, keep that taste in our mouth for whatever we produce on the field um, until we strap up again next year. Well, Rashad, we know that there's still some pizza left in the box in terms of two games to play, but for what it's worth, congrats on a fine season to this point. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate your insight. Happy holidays, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck this weekend. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's, everybody. I honestly think they should give you one more season with the staff you have. Don't change anybody. I think that uh, you got to get one more shot because I'll tell you why. And this is why I say this, Raider Nation. A lot of people want his ass, but I'll say this. How can you expect a coach to coach a championship team, a team to, to start winning some games? How do you expect him to do that when you don't give him the, the talent he needs? And I'm not kidding, man. You're going to give a chef a filet mignon, and he's going to give you a great dish, man. He's going to make it into something magical. But you give him a bunch of ground round that's about five weeks old, then you know what he's going to get? He's going to get a, a, a dish that tastes like shit. Same with the coaching, same with the players. We've had him for two years. I think to keep him another year would be great because we got to pay him anyway, and I think he could pull it around. Honestly, I think we have to give him at least a year. But McKenzie, he should be out, or they should hire someone to take – some of his responsibilities, like Holmgren or someone else, to be over him to make sure that those little mistakes like coaching staff and things like that uh, don't go wrong. I am sick and fucking tired of losing. You're sick and tired of losing. And the three stooges so far in two years have been just that. Mo, Larry, and Curly, the three freaking stooges. Uh, and that's what we've got as a product. And that is all I'm going to say about that. San Diego, all right, it's time for a very brief pregame for the chargeless, nutless, boltless chargers. Let me just say this, man. 
The fans down there in San Diego are the freaking bomb. The Raider Nation shows up huge. And, you know, it's a great party. The South Bay Raider Booster Club lays it down, man. They do a great job of bringing people up in the house. And it's a, it's a great party wherever, wherever you are. The Raider Nation is big in San Diego. The Charger fan, Charger fan is typical. They're the weakest fan in the NFL. That's all I got to say. game goes Rivers, this new kid Keenan, uh, and Ryan Matthews. Uh, Just those guys alone are going to be a formidable force. Look for Matthews to come out of the backfield and these same exact screen passes because he is a very elusive back. He's got some power. He could definitely make people miss tackles, and we could definitely be in trouble again, depending on who shows up for this game. Lately, the Raiders have not shown up. The defensive laid down, pulled open their ass cheeks, and said, come on in. The weather is fine. And I'm telling you, man, I'm sick and fucking tired of it. I'm tired of seeing us getting torched by by foolish plays. But I think that's what we're looking at. I think our smoke and mirrors have shown through. This is the seed time of the season. Players obviously don't want to get hurt for nothing. We have a lot of one-year deals, man, a lot of them. And Rashad Jennings, I mean, Marcel Reese. We got a lot of people that are just going to need some money. We got to find out who we're going to keep. The Charger game, in short, man, is going to be a contest in their house. I don't know. I don't want to say anything because I really don't think we're going to be able to come close to winning. I just hope we don't get blown out. Please, Raiders, make it a game. Can you make it a game? I mean, Coach Allen, can you stop throwing? If you're going to play Terrell Pryor, play him. Fucking play him for the whole. He's going to play the whole game. Let him go forth and do well. 
If it's going to be McGloin, put McGloin in the whole time. Go forth and do well. Perhaps you should put them both in at the same time. That would be a great play. Try that. Because you tried everything so far, and it really is irritating to the fan to see this poor kid go out there for one series. <laughs> you know, I mean, how demoralizing is that to an athlete? I mean, if you're a competitor, think about it. Anybody out there listening to my voice, you're a competitor, do you want the coach to go go on there for one series and then we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll look at the tape. You know, suck my ass is what I'd say. But, you know, I don't want to get too into that either, but I hope we can put up a game against the Chargers, man, because I am so sick to death of people feeling sorry for me, dude, as a fan. Oh, I heard the Raiders. Oh, that was, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that I'm like, <laughs> don't be sorry for me, Pada. I didn't play. I'm not embarrassed. I'm a Raider fan. I ain't embarrassed because this team does not represent the Raiders that I know. I mean, the Raiders I know are dominant on all sides of the ball, and they're feared. That's my Raiders, and I bet that's your Raiders too because this, this team so far is showing no fight in the game. And that, my friends, is some bullshit, and that is all I have to say about that. Well, my friends, it is time for The Bone Line. Bad of the bone. <laughs> I can't keep a straight freaking face. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone and share with us, my friends, your pain and your sorrow when it comes to this team. And the last freaking game against the Chiefs. I don't even believe it. But the doctor is in the house. Let me hear you, my brothers and sisters. What can I do for you? Let us hear your pain and stress. Come up to the podium. Who is first at the podium? We want to hear your heart-wrenched pain. <laughs> what is up? And our first caller is Raider Todd from Long Beach. He's obviously a little more advanced in the five stages of grief. <laughs> What's going on, Raider Todd? Give it to us, brother. Hey there, Raider Greg. This is Raider Todd in Long Beach. Uh, first of all, love your show. Uh, I can't wait for every episode. I uh, I just keep checking Stitcher. Uh, you know, when I think the the show's going to download it, I'm like, oh, when, when's the podcast coming? I got to drive to work on Thursday. I can't wait to hear Raider Greg. Uh, I, I love your show to death. I saw you at the uh, home opener. There's one thing I got to say is that there's going to be a lot of people at the end of the season that are going to be calling for Reggie McKenzie's head. And all I got to say is, Look at what Reggie McKenzie did with no money whatsoever and created a defense that is, at the time I'm calling you, which is right before the Chiefs game, uh, ranked number 18 in the NFL. 
not the best defense, but he did it with exactly zero money. All right. And not even Tyvon Branch didn't even play. Okay. That was supposed to be the linchpin of this defense. He, he pulled in Porter Jenkins. Um, he, he drafted CO Moore, brought in Burnett Roach. He got all, brought in Charles Woodson, all these guys. He had no money and created a defense that last year, who played on the Raiders defense last year? A bunch of overpaid guys and a bunch of Green Bay um, the practice squad guys from the from the Green Bay Packers. Okay, the Raiders had nothing in terms of defense. Okay, and this year he was able to cobble together some guys with no money. I believe it without Tyvon Branch, it was like eight million dollars in spending for the entire defense. Half of what they're paying Richard Seymour to not play for the team. Okay, he screwed up with the, the Matt Flynn bit, but we, we had no choice. Palmer didn't want to come back, okay? DJ Hayden as a first-round draft pick, okay, some could say that, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. But then again, how long did it take Namdi Asamoah to be dominant, okay? But uh, I'd like to say to the Raider Nation that are going to judge uh, McKenzie, he basically, he pulled off a miracle with this defense so that when he actually has a couple bucks to rub together, he may put together a really solid team, and I hope we, we keep a lot of guys right now, guys like Burnett, Roach. I hope Woodson comes back for another year. It looks like he's going to do it. Uh, you know, Lamar Houston, maybe he can, you know, sign him back. I think I think Sims has had a good year on the, the D-line. But, you know, bring a couple couple new faces on the D-line, spend a couple bucks that way. Uh, let's see what we can do on the defense. But uh, anyway, go Raiders again. Love you for doing the show, and uh, let's have a, a great 2014 season. Go Raiders. First off, thanks for the props, brother. I appreciate it. Randy and I love doing the show for just that reason. We, we, we enjoy that you enjoy our work. So, listen, man, I understand your positiveness before the Chiefs game. I just wonder how you're feeling about now. No! <laughs> Yes, McKenzie, you know, and Allen put together a team. I mean, you got a point, but the draft was horrible. And, uh, well, there's been some decisions here like Matt Flynn. I, that's a lot of money, man. And those are some bad choices, big mistakes. Uh, so I don't, I don't gloss over those quite the same. But the team's got to get better, that's for sure. Thanks for the call, man. And who do we have here? We have... Raider Tad from Oak Town, California, man. What can we do for you, brother? What's up? This is Raider Tad from Oakland. Second time caller. Love the podcast. You know, this loss, this loss to the Jets. I think back to when we had Tom Cable in He's like, we don't suck anymore. And Al Davis got pissed that he said we didn't suck anymore. And I kind of believed him. We didn't suck anymore. We were, we were fucking fighting. We were like a fighting team. And all of a sudden, he's gone. And now he's up in Seattle fucking having fucking party time with those clowns. And then, and then we get Hugh Jackson. And I'm like, all right, let's, this guy's talking mean, you know. We're going to be, you know, whatever his spill is. And then we started winning games. And we had like three in a row. And I was like, fucking dude, we're on fire. Raiders are killing it. Raiders are fucking killing it right now. And then Campbell, his collarbone, he breaks his collarbone. And then Al Davis, and then all of a sudden the this, this fucking ship 
just starts sinking. And then all of a sudden, and I'm like, all right, what the fuck's going on here again? And then we get Reggie McKenzie, we get Dennis Allen. And, and I'm just listening to Bill Romanowski, and my patience is it's losing it. I, I can't, I need this team to, to be productive. I, I, I don't give a shit. They need to win a game. They need to win a few games. They don't need to fucking take out the division. They need to win. They need to be at least 8-8 eight and, eight and a team that I can look forward to. I'm, you know, tomorrow's coming. I got to watch a game with my chick's family. And, like, dude, I, I, I just I don't know if I want to take this big fucking loss again. I, you know, it's, it's, disappoint- it's not even disappointing. It's fucking lame. It's just fucking lame, you know. And I say another year for Dennis Allen. Definitely another year. Give him another year. And then after that, he's out. That's it. That's how that works. Deconstruction, reconstruct, whatever. I don't give a shit whatever you say. You don't do good next year, you're out. That's it. Go Raiders. Well, my brother, we feel your pain. We certainly do. And trust me, man, this is why I am here. (laughs) This is why the Raider Nation podcast is up in the house because, man, we feel you, brother. We feel everything. I agree. I think Allen's got to stay another year. I just don't know about McKenzie, but whatever. I think we're going to be stuck with these guys anyway. Let's see how it works out, man. <laughs> but brother, good call. And next, my brother, Raider Lou <laughs> from Los Angeles. What is happening, man? Pour it out, man. Let us hear what you're feeling, bro. Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? This is Raider Lou from the South Bay area, down in L.A. area, watching this KC game right now. KC making McChicken McGloin. Yeah, that's my new nickname for him, McChicken. Five picks. We're in the fourth quarter, 51-31. And you know me, bro. You know, you know how I do it. You know, I come Raider Nation all out. Black from head, silver and black from head to toe. You know, I ain't up in Oakland right now, uh, but my little daughter is, and uh, that's her first game without me up there. And you've seen her before, little Gaga, little Raider Gaga. Her new name now is Ah Raider, and that's how much heart she has. She's up in there right now. But, um, nah, I don't know, man. I don't know. This McChicken, five picks. Now they want to warm up TP2. With eight minutes to go, I don't know, man. I, I love the Raiders so much, but, uh, man, we had it, too. Just five points. I don't know what happened, you know. KC just sprung it back out, you know. But anyways, Greg, I just want to tell you that uh, much love for the Raider Nation. You know, I'm still in it to win it. Um, you know me, silver and black all the way. I'll be at this uh, San Diego game here on the 22nd next weekend. I'll be all raided out from head to toe. I'm blacking it out with uh, my South, uh, South Bay Booster Club, the Originals, over there at Christie's. I'm going to party it up. But this is Raider Lou over, out here in uh, Lakewood, California. And uh, much love, Greater Greg. Hope to see you uh, soon. Just can't wait to start next season out. All righty. See you later. Thanks a lot, Raider Greg. Raider Randy. And I'm out. Raider Lou. We feel you, man. I'm telling you, the whole Raider Nation is feeling it. You know, you got to tell yourself you're you're silver black to the core. You know you are. It's just a, a bad scene. 
when you you know you you're gonna represent no matter what, but you gotta find some hope in this team, man. And that's uh, we're feeling you, brother. We feel you. And our next patient, and I do mean patient because this guy always knows he has to put his name first. He forgot all about that. He just went on his rant. I love this guy, my good brother, the Pennsylvania Raider. <laughs> Stand up, brother. Let it all out. Let the poison out. What's up, nation? I got a pop quiz for y'all. What do Nick Foles, Geno Smith, and Jamal Charles all have in common? Answer, they were made to look like future Hall of Famers by the Oakland Raiders. Three mediocre players at best made to look like Hall of Famers when they played the Oakland Raiders. Now, we have the Chargers next week. So who's going to be next on the list? Maybe um, Vincent Brown? Maybe we'll make him look like uh, the next Jerry Rice. And for those of you who don't know who Vincent Brown is, he's the number two receiver on the Chargers, who we have next week. This game was a classic example when you have a coach who knows his job is guaranteed for next year and he just don't give a shit. You want to blame, uh, you want to pass blame on this loss, you blame it on the defense, you blame it on Coach Allen, and you blame it on McGloin, those three people. And look, I'm, I'm a big Matt McGloin fan, but look, let's be honest, he sucked the cock. I mean, he was terrible today. Terrible. And then Coach Allen in the second half, when McGloin is just starting to get his like, rhythm going, he puts Terrell Pryor in for a series. I, this game is a classic example of a coaching staff that does not want to coach. They don't care. They're just playing for the draft because, like I said, Coach Allen already has his job secured for next year. We had 27 points last week. Couldn't win the game. We have 31 points this week. We can't win the game. Why not? Because our defense is horrendous. Defense, coaching, and let's be honest, the quarterbacks we have on the team are not the answer. They're not. So we got to spend money, we got to get QBs, and we have to get a better coaching staff in there. Dennis Allen is 8-22, and 22, but yet he's guaranteed his job for the next year. Any other company on the face of the earth, if you put on performances like that, you, your, your ass would be out the door, fired. Get somebody else in here. God, what a pathetic loss. All right, this is Pennsylvania Raider, and I'm out. Very nice. I hope you're feeling better. Let's take a deep breath. <sighs> very nice. Very nice. Cleansing breath. <laughs> oh, brother. We're feeling it. We all are, bro. And our next patient, RJ Raider from East Whittier. My brother. Let it out, man. Let the poison out. <laughs> we all need it. <laughs> Raider Greg, this is RJ Raider from East Whittier. I am so fucking pissed, man. You know what? I am. What happened to our defense today? 
50 fucking something points, making Jamal Childs look like the fucking second coming of Jim Brown or something, just running all over with that fucking little scream. Even Tommy Flores on a broadcast was saying, here it comes, here comes the screen. Sure enough, here it goes, another one. Touchdown again, Kansas City. This is bullshit. I want the head of Reggie McKenzie. He needs to go out, man. And Dennis Allen in your defense, you know what? It's a show today, buddy. You need to go. Well, I got to go. We got some ranching here. I got my family here to want to rant on this game, too, right now. We need a fucking quarterback. You heard that, quarterback? I don't care who we have. I don't care who we have, but we need to do something. We need to straighten this out, my buddy. So, hey, till next week, keep it up, Raiders fans. Keep the faith. Hopefully something will go down. Maybe Marcus can make a change, make a change in the personnel dealing with the GM and the head coach. Until then, I'm RJ Raider, East Whittier, out. Anyone with a reference to Jim Brown gets on the show. Yes, he looked like Jim Brown, the second coming classic. And it was a family therapy session. A family member chimes in there. Of course, we, we need a quarterback, and we do, and we should draft one immediately this year, someone who actually might. Johnny Manziel, I'd love to get that guy. He seems to me to be totally Raider Nation. Thanks for the call, man. I hope you feel better because we feel better. And our next patient is a very familiar patient. He's going to let it all out. We've got to let the poison out, brother. Yes, uh, <laughs> Raider D from the IE is in the house, and he's uh, he's going to let you have it, man. What What's up, my brother? Let, let it out. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, uh, Raider Nation, this is your boy Raider D from the IE. I know I haven't called in a while. Actually, it's been about four or five weeks. I don't think we won in a while. I usually try to stay upbeat. You know, I don't get into too much of the complaining and whining and and so on and so forth. But today, I called to gripe. We're sitting here and we're watching this fucking quarterback controversy that these sons of bitches started. We didn't need it. We uh, came into camp, four guys. One should have never been there. We all know that. He's in Green Bay. But that motherfucker showed his ass in the second half today. Two guys battling out right now, McGloin and, uh, and um, Pryor. And uh, I don't want to down anybody. I don't know if we should what, – what we're going to do at quarterback. We, we got One of these guys is going to have to emerge next year and carry the team. Um, both of them have tremendous upside. Uh, McGloin, oh, my God. If I had ever seen fucking Rich Gannon reincarnate throwing all them goddamn interceptions. There it was today. I thought I would watch the Super Bowl with, with against Tampa Bay. So listen, uh, two weeks ago, while uh, Rich Gannon is bitching and moaning, or last week about him putting in prior, and this is his team. You can't do that. You shake his confidence. And then today I just thought about it. Motherfucker, shut up. Fucking five interception throwing ass. Sometimes, you know what, if the job's not settled, you got to fight it out. And, um, you know, 
we don't have the team to say we got a quarterback. We don't have we haven't shown that we have the team behind either one of the guys enough to win. You guys go up and make plays and do as they can, but we don't have a fucking tight end. What are we doing, man? We got running backs. I love these running backs. I love uh, uh, Jennings. I, I fucking love uh, um, Marcel Reese. Um, I think has lost his job. So we should have got rid of him before the trade deadline and got something for him. But now it's just money gone. He fucking stole money from Oakland for his whole entire career. We can't do that at quarterback position. We need to, we need to, everybody, we need to rally behind Raider quarterbacks. Quick fucking pit one against the other. Quarterbacks uh, uh, don't come a dime a dozen. You know, we've had a shitload of bad quarterbacks. Although for some reason they leave Oakland and Jason Campbell is looking like he's going to be in the playoffs. Carson Palmer looks like he's going to be in the playoffs. Fucking McClown, that side fucker, looks like he's going to be in the playoffs. So I don't know what the fuck's going on here. These coaches are not putting these guys in the position to win games. Now, you can't give up 35 points off turnovers and expect to win. But that fucking team fought. They fought. And fucking, uh, I think the, 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 the uh, what's his name, Taiwan Jones, uh, Fumble, man, that's a, that's a heartbreaker because we got momentum, man. We, we gave up a fucking long touchdown, but we still have a momentum. We're sticking with these guys. We're handling these guys. We're fucking four points down. We score again, we're back four points down. You know, come on, man. Can't give that fucking ball back to them inside the fucking uh, 30 again. Fuck. I'm going to keep rooting for my boys, say that. And uh, that's all I can say, man. Uh, I'm kind of down. Let it be. On the IE, I'm out. Man, y'all keep your heads up. We still got San Diego's ass to kick next week. And I'm going to San Diego. Hope you guys make it. If you catch me on Facebook. Um, if you come into town, I'll show you to uh, a, a real uh, home style fucking uh, tailgate, baby. All right. Ray Jam out. Now, see, there you go. Raider D from the IE. There's the passion. There's the Raider Nation. And hey, man, that these calls, man, that's exactly how we're all feeling. You know you're not alone. Listen to these guys. I mean, this is, <laughs> I can't say it enough, the reason for our show, man. These are the times you got to let it out, man. And I'm glad you called, brother. Just keep calling, man. It's going to get better. It has to. <laughs> we got to go up because we're down right now. And next, my very good brother from Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. Listen, man, step on up and let's hear it, man. What you got? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Just got home watching the game with my boy, Pennsylvania Raider, my girl, Tanya. Uh, I'm sickened. I'm sickened. It's another week we put up high numbers in, in a score. Uh, I left after the third quarter when we had 31 points, and it, that still wasn't enough. Uh, McGloin, my boy McGloin, he looks like a rookie. A lot of bad passes, inconsistency. He looks scared at times. And then just about when he started getting hot early after half, we're doing his quarterback swapping, and that's that's bullshit. That's just 
uncalled for. That, that's stupid. Uh, this defense, like I said in my last call, they've given up on this coaching staff. They've given up on this game. They've given up on this the fan base. And I'm sick of hearing them saying week after week, well, we're going to step up. We're upset about how we played this game. No, you're not, because you're going out and playing worse the week after. Don't sit here and cry us a river about your bullshit, pathetic performances. Uh, I don't know. It looks like other than Streeter, Holmes, Jennings, Reese, it looks like everybody else has given up on, on, on this year. And so this will probably be my last call this year because uh, – why not join that bandwagon and just give up? This season's a lost cause. We're playing for the draft, like I said, and this whole coaching staff, including the GM, should be fired because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch. It's sad to be a Raider fan, and that's all I got to say. Raider Greg, Raider Nation, last call of 2014. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll be talking soon after the draft. I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Yeah, you know, we all feel you, man. Uh, like I said, this is a therapy session for the Raider Nation. You <laughs> you are feeling it, man. I know. So am I. So is everyone else. Great call. Yeah, man, I'll be seeing you. I'll be talking to you for sure by the draft. Maybe there'll be some free agents. Who knows? The news will continue to roll. Hopefully it gets a little more positive I'm sick of it being negative. Have a great New Year and Christmas, brother. Our next victim, or excuse me, patient, which I will say for sure because I love this guy. He calls every year when we're going to play Kansas City. This is my man right here in Kansas City. <laughs> this is Raider Dan. I love this guy. This is the guy who's hurting because he's there in the pit of Chiefs country. What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Man, I'm extremely pissed off, just like every Raider fan, but let me tell you something. I had to work today, deal with all those punk-ass Chiefs fans, but they really didn't talk shit. They had a hell of a lot of pity for me. But let me talk about something else. I listened to your last podcast. They said Mark Davis is going to keep this coach's staff, the GM, together. Let me tell you something. And I'm quite sure I'm no different than any other Raider fan. Let me, let me go back in history and explain something. You do not get your ass kicked by a division rival. It's unfucking excuse. When Josh McDaniels got his ass fired in Denver, you know why he fucking got fired? Because we beat the fuck out of him 59 points on him. We lost 56 points. Fuck that shit. Fucking pissed off. Watching this organization look like a fucking joke. We are worse now than when our beloved owner, Mr. Davis, was alive. He should come back and hop the fuck out of these jackasses on this coaching staff. Except for one person. I give him a little bit. Coach Morano doing his fucking job. The offensive line is okay for the bullshit that Regiment Kenzie puts on the fucking field. Charles Woodson, he's so hard. Man, 
They didn't take a pee down the leg. They fucking took a shit on the field. Fuck the Chiefs. Fuck that coaching staff. Fuck Reggie McKenzie. Fuck Dennis Allen. I won't say fuck Mark Davis. Man, go hire somebody. Spend some fucking money. Raider down. I'm out. Go Raiders for life. That don't change, baby. I hope you feel better, brother, because I sure as hell do. (laughs) That is an epic rant. I love it. I love every bit of it. You go, man. It's got to get better. You know it does. But we've been saying that for some time. Thanks for the call, bro. And I am so sorry. (laughs) Oh, God. You're in the middle of that shit. And our next patient is Raider Carter from Kentucky, man. So, uh, well... Let us hear, brother. What What's your feelings about what's happening here? Yo, what's up, Raider Nation, Raider Greg? This is Raider Carter calling in from Kentucky. Uh, I just want to say that the season is almost over. Thank God. That Chiefs game was probably the end of I, – I don't even know what happened there. No clue what happened there. McGloin looked like he kind of fucked up more – enough times. I think he's still a good QB. I just think, you know, the Chiefs D is pretty good. Maybe that's what shook him up. I have no fucking clue anymore. This sharing time with Pryor is about the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. But, whatever. Uh, the, the Chiefs game plan is really not hard to figure out. If you shut down Jamal Charles, you shut down the Chiefs. And yesterday, it looked like the Raiders were like, hey, they didn't pick up on that. And it takes I mean, who the fuck doesn't see that coming a mile away? And he just ran all over them. No whoopee-doo there. I'm I'm glad the season's about over. Another fucking four-win season. That's just great. Awesome. You know, I know we're supposed to win one game, but fuck. I I don't even... I'd like to win maybe nine nine games. That's so much to ask for. You know, a little over 500. Is that so much to ask for? There's been waiting 10 years for the fucking shit. (laughs) That's fucking all. Oh man, I between between this Chiefs game, that Jets game, I'm just fucking just sick. I'm so glad the season's almost over. I have no clue what the fuck we need to draft. I, I don't know anything anymore. I, maybe we should keep Dennis Allen. I don't want to fucking fire every coach because I'm sick of the fucking coaching carousel. But at this point, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Our special teams fucking blow. Our defense is fucking decent at times, and then Porter gets to look around and just fucking forgets what he's doing. And I don't know what I don't know anymore. It's just our offense fucking stinks. Thank God the fans gone. I think Jano was really going to be gone too. I don't see him be us keeping him at all. So I don't know. It's just uh, we got two more games left. Thank fucking God. I'm just sick of it. I'll watch him as usual and just sit there and trick myself to fucking some oblivion where I think we fucking won the Super Bowl. All right, well, keep it real, Raider Nation. Peace. Well, my brother, the part about drinking yourself into oblivion is classic and appropriate for the next two games. Yes, the season is over. Uh, that's a news flash. For sure. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah, well, I hope you feel better, man, because 
Well, I know the rest of us do. Okay, <laughs> let's move to the next patient. And our next patient would be Raider Matt. He's from Southern Illinois. And, well, man, let's hear it, because everybody's had a rant, and they're all good. So let's hear yours. Raider Greg, first of all, much love to you guys for all the work you do. As always, much appreciated. Also, much love goes out to the Raider Nation. Man, we're getting our asses kicked all year long. Yesterday was no exception. How'd you get within four points and just fucking quit? Well, you know what? That's what we've done for how long now? It's taken forever to get this shit straightened out. Had a caller in last time, last podcast, and you know what? It, it, I know Raider Greg, we're about to put up with Dennis Allen again for another year, but uh, I think it's over, man. I think he's done. Uh, that's a point right there. Last game, you don't get that close and do that well and then just fucking quit. You just quit. You know, just quit, baby. What the hell? That, that just don't make any sense to me. And the Giants game, there's another one. You know, that was a game we could have had. The Colts game, first game of the, of the season. We could have had that one. And we just fucking quit, baby. It sucks, man. Uh, Dennis Allen's had his chance. It's time for him to go. It's bad coaching. It's not special teams coach, offensive coach, defensive coach. It's all on him. Dennis Allen, buddy, it's time for you to... Head coach, head your ass on out the door. It's done. I think if he's back next year, but you're right. I probably think you will be. I think we're wasting another year. We got a lot of opportunities. We need a new coach and a brand new team next year. That's what I see coming. And he needs to go. We need a fresh start. His ass needs to go. He just ain't got it, man. He can keep up, but he can't win the race. That's for sure. Well, he didn't, doesn't do a very good job of keeping up that often. That's it, man. Win, lose, or tie. Even with Dennis Allen, I'm super black till I die. I'm out. That was uh, Raider Matt, by the way, from Southern Illinois. I get pissed. I forget who I am. I'm out again. Take care. You know, Matt, we're all kind of in the same place. Um, so we just have to look forward to change. Let's hope that we win the, one of the next two games, unlikely either one. Let's just hope we play. That's all I care about. <laughs> Can we just compete, please? And our next patient... <laughs> my good brother the 360 raider from bellingham washington man let us have it man let it off your chest <laughs> we feel you bro what's up raider greg what's up raider randy what's up raider nation it's the 360 raider checking in from the great white northwest Bellingham, Washington. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just coming down from uh, from a lot of anger watching watching yesterday's game. I don't know what kind of a shit show that was. We got gang banged in our own house. Fucking bent over, spread our butt cheeks, and said, "Come on in." Just took an ass beating like no other. I mean, we came back. We came back within four, and then we just shit the bed and said, "Fuck it, we're done." Uh, that that's not what I wanted to see. I did not want to see a team give up. Uh, it was just bullshit. It was just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I don't know what the fuck Dennis Allen's doing, switching it up. He goes with 
He goes with uh, McLoin one series, then he goes with fucking Pryor one series. You know, like like he's going to try to fool the defense. Come on, man. What the fuck are you doing? You know, I don't know. I don't know what this guy's doing. You know, McLoin throwing four picks. You know, had a strong third quarter. You know, like I say, got us back within, got us back within four, and then we just fucking just turned it off after that. Uh, putting prior, putting prior in, I think messed up a lot of the. Uh, it messed up a lot of the, the momentum we were we were building, kind of threw the rhythm off. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, it's just embarrassing that we got an ass beaten like that, at home. You know, our, our you know our, our Raider fans. You know, our fans. We're the best fans in the NFL. And then for us to you know put hard-earned money on the table, you know, and to 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 you know support this team and to see that kind of see that kind of a game, that's unacceptable. It's embarrassing and it's unacceptable. I mean, you know, granted, I, I didn't I didn't watch the game live. I watched it in my living room. I threw a lot of shit at my TV, but I can't imagine what it was like being in the black hole watching that. Just an embarrassment. You know, we got two more left, especially two teams I hate the most: fucking San Diego and and Denver. I mean, let's just. If we don't win, at least be competitive. At least fucking try. You know, put a put together a damn game that we'll be proud of. Just, don't just fucking just lay down. Well, that's all I got. I don't want to go on a rant anymore. I love the show. I love the podcast. Uh, I love uh, love the Raider Nation. Merry Christmas to everybody. And you know, 2014 is just right around the corner. I think uh, you know it's going to be time for us to roll up our sleeves, get busy, and uh, and put together something something better to put on the field every Sunday next year. I'm out. Well, my brother, you know, standing in the stadium, yes, you're absolutely right, and I feel that's very cool that you have that perspective because it's just something you don't hear of very often. But yes, sitting there, standing there, screaming your lungs out. Um, and then watching <laughs> the Chiefs roll you, man. Uh, it's devastating. And I need therapy, and here we are. Yes, man, we got another year of probably the existing staff, but um, we'll see. Better things must happen. I know that for sure, because we can't get much worse. And my next patient is definitely a patient, man, because this guy is usually the most positive Raider fan I know. The really, the most positive guy on the show. He's always coming in with a positive take. Raider Jaime from Bakersfield, brother. <laughs> what is up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, what's going on, everybody? Just getting ready to head out the door to go to work, but I just had these thoughts on my mind that I wanted to share with you guys. As I was reading a lot of the stuff that's been going on on, on blogging and stuff, what the fuck can we do? We have a lot more money to be able to spend this year. I trip out about a lot of people talking about how McKenzie spend, you know, spend draft picks last year. 
You know what? Um, the way this draft stuff works, you got to have the, the cap money to be able to uh, get good draft picks. And we didn't have it last year. So that's probably why we settled with what we had. Because if we, we draft high-tier players, they're going to be expecting big contracts. And you know what? We didn't have that money. We still had to sign 10 fucking players on defense that we had to replace. With only 20 mil, I don't think that's happening. So you guys got to see the way the money works there, too, you guys. It's it's not that easy. You just can't go and fucking blind out, go get top-tier players and expect to fucking give them 15, 20 million dollars and still have to sign 10 fucking players on defense. But this year, we got, what, over 65 million, 70 mil. We can spend the money on high-tier draft players this year. So it's be a different year. Reggie McKenzie ain't fucking stupid by far. We have very little to fuck with this year. So they did with 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 what do, you know? So you know what, man? I just like you said, we just gotta be patient, man. And 2014 is the year. I know this year was a fucked up year for everybody. I know we're all fucking hurting. It sucks. I can't stand this shit, Ray Ray, but. Hey, man, that's the bottom line, brother. Like you said, man, 2014 is going to be the year, and I truly believe it. Then we'll see what McKenzie's really made up, and we'll see what 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 D.A. can fucking do as coaching. He does need a backup. I don't think uh, Greg Olson is is the answer on offense. I think, yeah, you're you're right. We need Al Sanders or something. But you know what? He's got a good supporting cast on defense. We just don't got the right guys on offense. I wish we had a Mike Waffle for our defensive line. That would that would be awesome, man, because when Waffle was here, fuck, that defensive line was pretty tough. But anyways, here's 2014, man. That's what I'm looking forward to. And we'll just see what, what, you know, what goes from there. Anyway, stay true, stay proud. I'm out. My good brother. Well, you know, I feel you. Um, the Raiders didn't have a, a problem with the cap space on their draft picks this year because the new CBA, the new agreement, uh, the, the, the rookies get a, a standard salary no matter how good they're supposed to be. So the first year, first draft players get so much, and the second, you know, it all goes on on a scale. So you're not paying these insane, like Jamarcus Russell like numbers for players anymore. So we were up fine with the cap as far as our draftees. I just don't think they were good picks, period. It wasn't because we couldn't spend the money. It's because we didn't make a right choice. Thanks for the call, man. Always good, man. You're Mr. Positive. I love it. Our next patient, yes, a man needing therapy indeed. <laughs> that would be the Desert Radar. What up, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. The Desert Raider. God damn it! Fuck, it's Tuesday. It took me this long just to fucking knock out from that fucking loss. Son of a bitch! You know what? It is what it is, you know? Fuck. Players, you gotta, you gotta go out there and fucking execute, man. Come on! Turning the fucking ball over, fucking letting these fucking screenplays go for fucking touchdowns. Holy shit, man. Come on. Fuck. 
I'll tell you what, though. Andre Holmes can catch that fucking rock. I'll tell you right now. Got to re-sign that son of a bitch. Oh, man. Let's, you know what? Let's just keep fucking going. Let's go up against San Diego and fuck them up. You know, if we get our shit together, if we play good in all phases of the fucking game, we can kick any team's ass. I fucking believe that shit. Fucking coaching's just got to get these guys in the right state of mind. Do whatever it fucking takes, man. Okay. I'm going to be heading down to San Diego, and you know what? I'm going to fucking be represented. We're going to fuck those guys up. I'm sick and tired of this shit. Fuck. You know, I'd like to sit there and fucking fire everybody, too. But you know what? I hate to say it, but we got to stick with these fuckers. You know, let's see this fucking through and see if this fucking plan works. You know, because I do see some fucking improvement. You know, we just we just got to fucking get our shit together, man. We just deconstructed our team, and next year is going to be the, the big year where we're actually reconstructing. So, McKenzie, you got to fucking hit on the fucking draft, and you got to fucking kick ass in free agency, and uh, we'll have a fucking solid team. Whether we're going to have a fucking quarterback or not, I don't fucking know, you know. Uh, these two guys that we have right now, I think they make good backups at the moment. But, uh, you know, unless they grow, and hopefully they'll fucking keep fucking working on their craft and uh, eventually become solid NFL quarterbacks. But unless they grow, they're just going to be our backups, and our future quarterback is out there somewhere, you know. So, you know, I keep hearing words, you know, hey, Jay Cutler, that motherfucker's going to be so expensive. We've been that fucking route, paying all this fucking money out to some piece of shit prima donna that isn't going to do crap. So I'd rather get somebody young in there that's going to fucking lead our team for the next 10 fucking years. All right, man. I'm going to the fucking Raider game in San Diego. Yeah, that's right. I said the Raider game, not the fucking Charger game, because it's fucking South Oakland. God damn it. I hope everybody fucking shows up. We're going to represent. We're going to kick some fucking ass. Go Raiders. Well, I hope we do. I hope we do kick ass there in San Diego because that is South Oakland, as we all know, and they do too. Let's just see what happens. We got money. We got uh, talent coming. So uh, we should be able to do better, you would think. We shall see. Thanks for the call, man. Our next patient, (laughs) Raider Jesse James from Dallas, Texas. He sounds pretty upbeat, though. What's up, man? What's up, Raider Greg? Man, I am not full of any enthusiasm at, as of right now. So, Raider Nation, ah, man. Um, not calling in to be a Debbie Downer, whatever you want to call it, but we fucking suck. All right. I got that out of the way. Now, on to the headline that I just got. Coaching. DA under the hot seat. Bleacher Report. Okay. Here's the thing, and by the way, this is Jesse James out of Dallas, Texas. Raider Jesse James. Um, here's the thing. If if Allen, if this team does not show that they're going to give it 100% um, the next couple of games, do I agree with letting him go? Hell yeah. Okay? I had DAs uh, back from the start, but it just doesn't seem that he does not have control that locker, whatever you want to call it, man. I don't know what the fuck it is, but something's not going right because we are getting burned. We got burned by the Jets, man. That's still, I'm still trying to get over that one. I'm still trying. Anyways, um, 
my only opinion on this is that if we're going to do coaching changes, let's not hire from within. Here's what I would like to do. Um, the Redskins are about to let a great coach go. I say let's bring him in and let's promote Greg Olson to offensive coordinator um, or defense coordinator. He's doing a decent job as far as, you know, these guys or whatever. But, again, that's the only thing, man. I'm, I'm tired of bringing no names. If we're going to make co- coaching changes, let's bring, let's bring in the big names, okay? Chucky's not coming. So Mike Shanahan is the only one that I'm looking at. It's a great coach. Other than that, y'all have a great Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Safe New Year's. And if you drink, drink responsibly. Red Nation, I'm out. Wow. Shanarat here? I don't see it, brother. I don't even see it. I couldn't buy it. I don't know. Maybe maybe there are a lot of Raider fans out there that could. I don't think I could even watch a single press conference, man. It's too tough for me. His face. Maybe they put him behind some kind of black shroud or something. <laughs> but that face. And our next patient, the Raiders Edge from Buffalo, New York. Man, <laughs> what is going on? Hey, what's going on, Raider Greg? It's the Raiders Edge from uh, Buffalo, New York. And oh yeah, it's cold outside, baby. And fifty-six points. Just want to talk about that Chief game real quick. Uh, fifty-six points is pretty embarrassing, especially at home. Um, you know, I you go on Twitter and the message boards and shit, and you everyone you know talks about you know how we don't have talent and coaching staff needs more time and. I just I don't buy the talent thing. There's no talent. Where did that come from? There's no talent. These are fucking NFL players, man. This team has more talent now than it did when Hugh Jackson took this team to an eight and eight record. That's a fact. Lando McLean, Darius Hayward Bay, Seymour, Michael Huff, those guys were overpaid, overrated players. Nick Roach, Charles Woodson. Um, Vance Walker, Tracy Porter. These are better players than what we had. McLean sucks. He was terrible. Nick Roach is way better than McLean. Uh, since Seymour and, and Tommy Kelly left, our run defense has been much improved. That's what I don't understand where this no talent shit comes from. Tracy Porter was a second-round pick. Mike Jenkins, uh, DB corner, the Cowboys drafted him in the first round. Uh, Pat Sims was a third-round pick. Kevin Burnett was a second-round pick. These are guys that have been in the NFL for, you know, a few years, a couple of years here, and have had success on other teams. I mean, it's not like we picked up a bunch of undrafted fucking scrubs here on defense, and, you know, I mean, these guys have played at a high level before. I mean, Tracy Porter had a fucking pick six in the Super Bowl. I mean, these are not scrub players. These are talented players that have had success in this league before. I'm so sick of hearing there's no talent shit. It has to stop. Dennis Allen's seat is on fire, and someone needs to get his ass out of here. I'm out. Now that was a great take. That was good. You know, that's very true. Those guys that were getting overpaid were terrible players. They played terribly. Half-assed playing. The guys we have now are better. And what's the excuse to Allen 
for at least not getting eight and eight out of these fellas. Hmm. Nice, interesting look. Good job. Not that this patient needs an introduction, because he really doesn't, because as soon as you hear him, you know who he is. This guy is the one, the only money man has spoken. Radar. Money man has spoken. Radar. 56. 56 points for that grade. What did I say last week? Did I not say the defense has quit on Dennis Allen? And you see why. We still ride with a quarterback that is an interception prone machine. Four interceptions and a fumble. Right down there by the end zone. Again, a pick six. Yet you still want this guy to start for you? There were people that was actually talking about Terrell Pryor's interception with the team down by 25 points and two minutes left in the game. But they failed to say anything about Matt McGlone. And we already see that that is Dennis Allen's guy. He's already came to name him a starter for the rest of the year, even after this debacle. Now, what I said earlier about favoritism, bias, now if you can't see that now, then obviously you are Stevie Wonder in the making. This is ridiculous, man. The Red Nation cannot put up with this bullshit. And in a couple of weeks, when Black Monday arrives, I believe Mark Davis will put an end to this bullshit. But I'm going to go on about the future of the Raiders because I believe that's going to happen and we're going to need somebody to bring in some quality free agents. And if we can't get Gruden, then maybe we need to go to the college ranks, the David Shaw or Daryl Bevel for Seattle who worked with Russell Wilson, or even Kyle Shanahan who worked with RG3. We got to get somebody in here to bring some quality players because nobody's going to really want to come play for us. Well, unless we get rid of Dennis Allen anyway. That's the one thing we must do. But I am so upset about um, this past week's game, man. I'm like, I'm looking at this, the way they're using Terrell Pryor as a fucking gimmick. He was your starting quarterback dropping back in the pocket with a cardboard cutout as a fucking offensive line. Oh, broke down jackass Darren McFadden as his running back. What chance did he have? Not, not one damn chance. Not a chance in the fucking world. And then offensive line is as best as it's going to be all season. And then you got two quality running backs, and Dennis Allen wants to use Terrell as a fucking gimmick, the way he wanted to use him when Matt Flynn was here. This is ridiculous, man. I know you see it. You got to see it. And then it serves neither, neither quarterback any purpose, really, because they don't do nothing but irritate one of them and piss off the other one. So, really, this guy has got to go. I really wish they fire him in the fucking morning. But I'm going to let you go. It's time for me to take my ass to bed. And in saying that, Ray Greg, I'm out. We'll see what happens. He could be fired, but I don't think so. I think they're just going to lay low and see what happens next year. I don't think we have the quarterback in the future on this roster, brother. I think we're going to look a little further. 
Uh, if they bring in any coach, I hope it's a guy like Lovey Smith, a winning coach who will bring a staff with him. Thanks for the call, man. Merry Christmas. Our last caller, but not our least caller, my very good friend, haven't heard from in a while, the Double X Raider, my brother. What is going on? Pretty Greg, my brother, this is the Double X Raider. Man, I haven't called into the show all year. I've been just sitting back and joining. But, man, we got to hold our water, man. The quarterback situation is not as bad as everybody thinks it is. I think Matt is the way to go. Yeah, he's a little short, but the dude can throw. And that's where he has TP2 feet. He can throw the ball, man. He can sling it. I think the coaches need to get one more year, even though we've we've overachieved actually on defense because we really have nobody. But give them one more year, brother, one more year. They can't produce with, with, with that salary cap. Then let's make those motherfuckers kick rocks. Man, the show is always fantastic. Hope to see you in 14 at a game, my brother. You guys are doing a great, great thing with the show, man. I'll talk to you, man, the Double X Raider, and I'm out. What a great way to end this take. Great way to end this therapy session with a positive. I uh, love your your positive energy, brother. I do I do have faith in that plan. I think it can get better. I think that's where we have to be as a as a fan base. As pissed off as we are with McKenzie, and you know how I feel, and Alan and Mark Davis, this is going to be the what we're going to have next year. Let's hope that they are learning. Let's hope that they're growing. Let's hope that the team hasn't given up and we don't have to make a whole bunch of changes. I hope it gets better. We just have to wait and see, Raider Nation, and we'll see what happens here in San Diego. I just hope we play and don't lay down and spread our butt cheeks or nothing like that. No more records. No more bullshit. On that, I'd like to wish every single member of the Raider Nation, friends, family alike, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You know, man, it's a great time for friends and family, great time for football. Enjoy the games, man. Enjoy the teams. Enjoy the sport. I mean, the Raiders aren't any good. Enjoy the rest of the games because there's some great football out there. You guys, be good humans. Don't drink and drive. You know what I'm saying. I want you to be around when the Raiders take it back to the Super Bowl. And I don't think we're going to be waiting too much longer. I don't know why I have that feeling. I just do. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. There are two teams in the AFC West, right here in California. But there's only one that's considered the best. That's why this year is our home.
Oh, you have